bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck and Jay Parker. Yes, it is, and here we are. We have to switch that opening up. Uh, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Brian, he, he, hello, and welcome, you guys. Hello. <laughs> yeah, hello, Brian. Greg. You, you've got to be on that. Uh, Brian Freeman. And a lot of times I say, you know, here's the deal. I want you to stand alone as Brian Freeman with Growers Organic, and you're, you know, messing around with us guys here at the Modern Eater Show as a uh, as a co-host. Um, but you got to be in on. The I got. Sh- I got Show it. open. It's you got that. It, it, you remember the conversation we had? Yeah. You know, but that I'm means on we're it. married at that point. <laughs> are you Are you ready for that, Brian? Um, are you wearing protection? Uh, of so, okay, then I'm down. That's it's, it's, it's okay. called insurance. <laughs> it's called insurance. And uh, Brian, you've been sober for quite some time now. Yeah, that's probably my biggest challenge today, um, I'll tell you, because if, if, if you know me, you know I have a special spot in my heart for a whiskey, um, especially if it's uh, Tennessee whiskey, Whistle Pig. It's one of my favorites. But uh, yeah, so it's been three weeks now. Um, as we know, we shared last week on the show with uh, our fairy godmother that that uh, I got uh, a little uh, a little internal issue, I guess, inside my body, and it's made me stop drinking because the medication that they put me on, and it's tough. I'll tell you because I love food. We we have a show where all we talk about is food and booze. You know what do we do? What do we do here? I well, listen. You do what you're doing right now, and you go through the protocol, and that's why we have the good people around us, like Carly. Uh, the fairy gut mother who uh, gives us all the information that we need. And we, we kind of just, uh, the best thing that we can do is be healthy, all of us, and enjoy food and beverage and, and get together in that sense. And so as we follow your plight to um, getting back and healthy, and booze is not one of those things that you can do, I think that um, it's perfectly appropriate that we share all of our lives and where we need to be because um wait carly she's in how we must have done something right jay if carly came back yeah she said yes which surprised me when i called her and invited her and she was she was quick to say yes and i'm not you know not used to hearing that but she is she 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 showed up uh the fairy gut mother is in the house amongst uh, a lot of other players yeah just so everybody knows that we're not uh joshing bluffing on this thing let's hear from the house so we got some people in the studio tonight you'd think that we were in like a stadium well that's the that's the one time where you let john irvin uh, get loud (laughs) go nuts when when he's not supposed Uh, to (laughs) yeah there he is john irvin from (laughs) gluten-free things a dedicated gluten-free vegan bakery in arvada jay set the stage for today because i think it's really um one of these shows to uh, I'm particularly proud of because hyper local people in our community. You don't have to go far, but our backyard to find some of the greatest individuals that we have in the house tonight. And uh, as spring has sprung, and we are um, kind of just everybody's waking their bodies back up and and getting in the swing of things. But um, we're barbecue, so it, spring it park, mar- parking lot grilling. I, I'll tell you what, so. Uh, I, I think barbecue weather is all year long. 
it is for it should for, be for it a lot should of be people. it should be yeah 365 but a lot of people think that hey listen now that the weather's warm the grills fire up people are starting to gather in their backyards uh, at the parks um grilling is one of those things to where it's so close to my heart but we have the best here with us tonight um, talk about how, Jay, how that was set up and what we experienced tonight. So uh, you told me this is what I want. Now, you had an idea. You said, you know, it would be cool if we had uh, Chef Jason Morris from 5280 uh, Culinary bring his grill down, grill up some good meats. We'll invite some uh, some friends of the show, some sponsors of the show, come down and enjoy a parking lot grill. And that's exactly what we did. So to, to paint the picture, when you roll up at iHeartRadio at, at around 4.30, you see Chef Jason Morse, Morse with his uh, 5280 culinary truck out there towing the Ace hardware uh, grill set up. He's got uh, 10 things out in 10 seconds, and he's grilling and laughing and, and meeting new friends. Boggy Draw shows up. Boggy Draw Brewery uh, out in Sheridan shows up with some beer. Then comes Gluten-Free Things and John Irvin. Before you know it, uh, Little Rich from Rockalitas Tortillas is there, and he gave me some a special tortilla that went directly into my car. Nobody saw it. I apologize, but those were special for spinach. me. Uh, sp- they're spinach garlic uh, wraps, man. And you don't have to put. I just I don't put anything on them. Greg, I roll them up, I heat them up on my stove, roll them up, and just and just take them down plain. They're so delicious. Yo, oh, Jay, let Brian here. Let me ask you: Do you have a gas stove or do you have a? Electric. I have an electric. You're killing me. I know. L- hey, listen, I just need them. That's how good they are. That's a testament to his product. I just need them warm, man. Truth be told, I wouldn't even have to warm them up. You know, the only reason I do that is so when I tell the story later, I'm not a monster. <laughs> and then President J.P. Krause shows up from J.P. the Colorado Krause. Chefs Association. And Carly, uh, the fairy gut mother, uh, kind of flutters in. Yeah. Next thing you know, lands. we're all sitting around. We're sipping on some beer. Kyle Moyer showed yeah, up, brought, Kyle. A, brought a little uh, uh, tequila. And uh, next thing you know, we're sitting around. We're eating uh, a tri-tip. We're eating these uh, 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 short rib quesadillas made with uh, Rich's uh, cheddar wraps. And it's just, it it blows your mind. So a lot of times barbecuing, you guys, um, that's what it's all about. Friends and family gathering around um, from all different ilks. And it's one of those things to where uh, it takes on a life of its own. And I really, truly believe that tonight's show will do the same thing for you. So in the house, in the next segment, Chef Jason Morris, 5280 Culinary and Ace Hardware. And um, we're going to go through the whole gamut. Our friend uh, Rich Schneider, Rockalitas Tortillas, is here as well. Rich, uh, first of all, Rich, uh, so Tortilla Savant, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what he's known for. But so much more, though, so much more. I mean, it just it just kind of brushes through the crux or the the surface level of rich what he means to this community. Mm -hmm. And he's taught us so much in the short time that we've come across his path. But uh, hyper local and community is really what it's all about. And for us, with launching the new moderneater.com, themoderneater.com, it's all the news you can use, food and beverage related, if you're hyper-local and you love to see that. So we're going to go through a gamut of things. We're going to talk about barbecuing. We're going to talk about beer. We're going to talk about gut health. We're going to talk to Rich about uh, tortillas and the things that we... But moreover than that, we're going to talk about basically this community and how, how all of these things, these components, 
fit in together very nicely in my estimation. So a fun show for you uh, tonight with a lot of information, a lot of personal products. There was a show that went on this week. It was called uh, Loco, L-O-C-O, um, Food Show. Yep, Elizabeth Mosier out of uh, Fort Collins. She does a show every year that really highlights the local True local vendors. And, uh, you know, if you don't make it in Colorado, she won't carry it. You know, she's got a great company, distributes all the dry goods sides of things that are everything local in Colorado. Here's the cool thing. Um, J.P. Krause, Chef J.P. Krause of Children's Hospital Executive Chef and the president of the CCA, Colorado Chefs Association. He did a great article that you can look at now while we jump into a break that's on themoderneater.com that highlights a lot of these local businesses that I really think um, that you will enjoy. Check out that article. Come back. We'll talk to Jason Morse. Um, 5280 Culinary is his business, and Ace Hardware is who he works with. He's a man of many hats. Traeger Grills, uh, the Green Egg. If you're a grilling fan, you're going to want to keep tuned in. And uh, in this next segment, along with myself, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, uh, Brian Freeman, we're going to have joined with us Chef Jason Morse and Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to get in the weeds as we talk about barbecuing and, in my estimation, the uh, opening of barbecue season, especially uh, baseball. It just opened mm-hmm. up spring. Mm-hmm. Everybody, I'm seeing the blossoms on the trees right now. It's great for my constitution. <laughs> but when I smell those grills firing up, I know that we're in for a good summer. So we'll do that. We'll come back. Take a turnaround right now. It is the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search the Modern Eater or check out the website. TheModerneater.com. Do you have the goods? Jay Parker here for The Goods Restaurant. If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Get started with the vegan gluten-free tacos, warm corn tortillas, wood oven roasted veggies, pickled onions, shaved radish, tomatillo, fresh cilantro, and a house-made vegan sour cream. Wow! How about the best burger on planet Earth? One half pound of Aspen Ridge beef, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and never any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. I recommend getting the crispy rosemary fries. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two daily happy hours, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They are family and children friendly and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant who offer a wide menu of gluten-free, vegetarian, and vegan options. And they don't forget about the meat lovers with a staff that really cares on east colfax directly connected to the tattered cover bookstore hungry the goodsrestaurant.com rocker spirits it's a distillery it's a place to hang it's about quality it's about taste it's about passion infused with american spirit rocker whiskey rocker rum rocker vodka Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatora. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. 
Hey, it's Jay Parker. You guys hear us talk about John Irvin and gluten-free things all the time. Listen to what our good friend Chef Keegan Gerhardt from D-Bar Denver and the Food Network had to say. I want to give a shout-out to John, by the way. I know he's sponsoring the uh, In the Kitchen part. He was super gracious to us at D-Bar this past week. He brought by a bunch of his gluten-free goodies and some hoagie rolls and flour mixes and all kinds of great stuff. So, yeah, if, that's, if you have that need, that guy's on top of it. John is uh, super great. I met him thanks to you guys and the viewing party at Carrie's at Bordeaux. Yeah, he gave us the hookup, so I just want to say a big thanks, Dan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is uh, Chef Brother Luck from For My Brother Luck in Colorado Springs. Oh, man, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. And also competing on season 15 of Top Chef. You are listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Hi, everybody. It's Chef Terry from Bardo in Denver. <laughs> I'm also on season 15 of Top Chef Colorado. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. All right, I'm loving this. This is good stuff. It's the Mile High City, 619, 19 minutes past the hour. Live in the iHeart Studios, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and uh, this gentleman right here, uh, Rich Schneider, Rockalitas Tortillas. He is everything that uh, we aspire to be as hyper-local and have to welcome him back wow. to the show right now. Rich, how are wow. you? Little Rich is what people call you, but uh, you're big rich to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know than life, my I noticed in the intro before you used the word short Did as I? we were going into I that, and I'm like, yeah, that. son of a. <laughs> <laughs> now you know why I asked if he was wearing protection. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Yeah, it's so good to have you on the show because, uh, again, I'm, I mean, you're modest, but you're everything that this community wants, needs, and deserves. And um, you're in the middle of it. So when you sit in on a show like this, I think that uh, none better that uh, you should do the introductions for this gentleman right now. I would be thrilled to. Um, now, let me let me ask you, do you want me to read this or no, just say from no, the heart? Okay, from the heart. Well, don't even need this. Free, I got we, my tissues ready. We, we can chuck this. No, uh, Jason, everything that you're saying about me, I've, I graciously uh, accept, but the reality is Jason has done it. Um, he's past president of the ACF. He's shared so many opportunities, shared so much knowledge, just been giving, 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 giving. If people say, like, like you say, if I'm generous, it's only because I learned it from this guy. So this is the guy who really wrote the rules on it. Besides that, extremely talented chef, um, a great instructor, teacher. Um, God, what else do you say? A funny. Oh, my God. That's, that's the funnest part. We've done a couple different events. And his sense of humor and his, his energy is just off the charts. I, th- I think Jason probably does crack just to come down. He's got a lot of energy, but extremely talented, approachable. And, and his food, just bottom line, his food is off the hook. I, I've had him help me at food shows where I would be in a distributor, and they kind of liked me, kind of liked me. By the time Jason got done, about three hours later, oh, they loved me. And, and it was because of Jason. So I'll just take it from there, and we'll do a uh, James Brown uh, introduction <laughs> right now. The who's who of what they can be, the two and only. He's the man on the street. He's doing what they need to be. He's Jason Morris, and it's 5280 Culinary, and it's so cool to catch up with you, Jason. I'm excited to be welcome. here. How that, are you? Good. I'm excited to be here. I've uh, wanted to be on the show for quite a while, so thanks for having me. And, I, and I'll tell you what about Rich. Uh, 
when you surround yourself with excellence, Rich is the guy that you surround yourself with because it truly makes you a better person. Uh, that's what Rich does for all of us. And I think uh, being around him makes you naturally want to be better because he is at the top of his game every day. So, it, it yeah. How did you know I was repenting? Because. I don't know. <laughs> that's why he's here. Just to make my sins a little less A little severe. less obvious. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Chef Jason Morris, 5280 Culinary. It's hard. First of all, um, just like Alice in Wonderland, start at the beginning. Um, you're, you were a country club chef. Yeah, I was a country club chef. Uh, I've always loved the country club scene. I actually did my internship at the Masters. Uh, I was a Johnson & Wales graduate and then interned at the Masters uh, in Augusta. I'm a huge golf fan. I love golf. Uh, ran a local club here in Denver and then just decided after having a couple kids and never seeing my spouse, it was time to, uh, you know, take the take the leap and uh, start our own business. So we formed 5280 Culinary. Um, we have a consulting arm. We have a uh, food products line. We sell full line of barbecue products uh, to Ace Hardware stores nationally. And then we work with a lot of players um, from the U.S. Highbush Blueberry Council and beyond. Uh, we have a lot of good clients that we work with and help them uh, really in all things uh, social media from we do food photography, we do videos, cooking videos. Uh, just I think once we started our business, it exploded. I mean, it's really something we've enjoyed. My wife and I run it. Uh, I have great sous chefs that work with me uh, that help me, you know, take our business from start. We started off at Highlands Ranch Ace Hardware on a, a little card table in front of their store, peddling our products and uh, showing why we needed to be a player in the barbecue world and now we sell nationally to ace hardware so we built uh, a small local brand into a major national brand which has been um crazy like absolutely insane what, so, yeah tell us the products jason yeah, well, so first of all what do you figure the allure is why i mean uh, why well, you know what we're hyper local we we do things very 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 differently i'm not your typical uh, barbecue guy that has to have a hot barbecue sauce. I, I really want um, consumers, uh, the public, anyone that eats our products to be able to taste the depth of flavor from the smoke you put on that beautiful pork that you bought local uh, to the rub, to the sauce, to everything. And I want you to taste every layer. I don't want you to have a hot sauce uh, that that spice ruins your taste buds to allow you to, to get into that meat a little more. I want everything to play together. And when you eat, my my favorite compliment anyone could ever pay me is man that beef was awesome i don't care if you say my sauces are great my rubs are great our brines are great our salts are great i want to hear man that was the best beef or the best pork or the best chicken because it really truly tells me that we've done a great job and allowed you to taste the beef we want to enhance it so there's a lot of science behind what we do we're uh, we're we're dorks when it comes to food and we really try hard to pull the flavors out of beef. I mean, there's a reason I eat beef, pork, chicken, fish, all that. I'm um, glad you circled back to that because um, as you set up shop out front here tonight at the iHeart Studios, uh, rubs, sauces, all delicious, but a lot of times meat stands for itself yep. and how you cook it, and, and you're a genius at that. Um, I think my estimation is that's exactly why you're in the position that you are today, starting out as a guy that was um, displaying your wares at Ace Hardware and Highlands Ranch. And the fascination uh, coast to coast, worldwide, with barbecue um, is something that's endeared when somebody knows what they're talking about and yeah. what they're and the flavor is great. Why do you why do you estimate that uh, barbecue is such a hit? 
um, from uh, you know w- women to man, uh, big to small. Gen- it goes. It spans through every race, religion, creed, culture that you barbecues a hit with everybody. Why, why do you estimate that? I think you look back at. Uh, you know, we eat and, and and eating becomes very nostalgic to us. We know those famous meals we had at home that we love and those things that uh, our grandparents made or our parents made. And then you remember as you tour through cities and you travel on a road trip or, or however, and you ate at that one place that was special and yeah. you loved it. That was unobtainable for people for a long time, right? Traeger came out with a fantastic product that made it obtainable. So people all of a sudden could get very very close to that and then as big green egg uh, advanced and weber advanced and all this technology came out that now you know we didn't have to have a twenty-five thousand dollar old hickory smoker you know in our backyards we now have grills that uh, impart flavor into the food we make every single day so we're teaching customers how to take those cooking tools that they buy and translate it into phenomenal barbecue and then we we also help them with good rubs good sauces um, local flavors and and Jason Ganahl from GQ Barbecue, who's who's a guy that I look up to a lot. He does a fantastic job. He's a wonderful guy. He always says you start off with high quality meats, and that's where it starts. And I truly believe that. If you're going to spend you know twenty dollars on a cut or twelve dollars a pound or four dollars a pound or however, we want you to get high quality meat to start with. Start with a great product. I mean, they always say bad product in, bad bad product out. I believe that. Uh, start with a great product in. Uh, treat it right, cook it right, um, learn some techniques, add some smoke, add some different flavor, and all of a sudden people are like, wow. But then we inspire them to have fun, play with it, mess around, make mistakes. You know what, the first time I fired up my big green egg and I did brisket, oh my gosh, I wanted to throw the brisket over the, the <laughs> fence. It was horrible. But I found what I did wrong and where I went wrong and how I could control the temperature better and then how I could layer smoke so that it developed smoke consistently across the board, not one punch of smoke that made it bitter and acrid. So I think as we become technicians of barbecue, we really work hard to translate it from the chef mind, which is a bizarre mind that wants to use 800 ingredients in 65 steps. We really have to translate that down into simple forms that that replicate for a consumer. So we can say, here's the tool, here's the products, here's the knowledge, let's go. Um, and I think now that barbecue is obtainable, it's, it's we, we hit six years ago with Ace Hardware, we hit a landmine. I mean, we hit a gold mine. We were in the perfect spot at the perfect time launching our products when barbecue took off. Chef uh, Brian Freeman here. Let me ask you a question. Yes. I, I think there's a lot of confusion w- w- about what is barbecue versus what is grilling. And yeah. then you've got smoking. That's a great question. You know. Yeah, I love that question. Grilling grilling tends to be in direct heat. You're on a you're on a gas grill, it's direct flame. Uh, you're adding heat to a product. You're grilling it hot and fast. Uh, and you're doing steaks, chicken, uh, pork chops, those types of things. Barbecue tends to be that low and slow smoke. You're adding more flavor to it. Uh, there may be, you know, if I'm doing a regular hot and fast pork chop like we did today in the parking lot, I seasoned it, let that seasoning work for a few minutes, went hot and fast over charcoal on the big green egg. But if I'm doing barbecue, I'm going to do a larger cut of meat. I'm going to season it, uh, let that rub sit for uh, six, eight, ten hours. And then I'm going to add a lot of smoke to it. I may just smoke it for a couple hours before I continue the process. So grilling tends to be hot and fast. Uh, barbecue tends to be the low and slow. And when you say low, 140, 150? Uh, the lowest you want to go is about 165. Uh, and 165 to 225 is what we call low and slow. That's our range. 
Okay. Uh, Jay, Jay Parker, I want to jump in real quick because uh, that helped me out a ton. But then my brain goes, okay, if you're doing 165, now can you do barbecue still on an open flame? Because when I hear low and slow, I'm thinking, you know, in an oven or an ultra sham and, and, you're, and you're cooking it that way. You want to be indirect heat. Barbecue is always going to be indirect heat. You don't want to be directly over the heat source because it's going to cook it too fast. When you look at a Traeger, a Traeger is indirect wood pellet, wood fired mm -hmm. heat. When you look at a big green egg, a big green egg is uh, you add a convector or a plate setter in there and it now becomes indirect. So you're low and slow over indirect heat. I want to get into that. It's 630 on 630 KHOW, Denver's talk station, iHeartRadio. Um, in my estimation, barbecue bridges all gaps. You have Korean barbecue. Yep. You have um, Southern barbecue. You have Midwest barbecue. You have so many different styles and so many different techniques when it comes to uh, how are you are you going to grill? Are you going to smoke? Are you going to what temperature should it be at? I think we should get in the weeds with that a little bit and talk about regionally what barbecue looks like, um, the things that you're doing, uh, Jason Morse. Uh, Chef Jason Morris, 5280 Culinary, and the Ace Hardware Expert. I think that your story is fascinating, and that's why we want to spend a half an hour with you. Um, and then at the 645 benchmark, we'll check in to the kitchen at Urban Farmer with Chef Chris Starkis. And talk about hyper-local, and, and you look at a, a group like Sage Restaurant Group, and you go to yourself... Uh, you know, are they local? Are are, are they hyper-local? Here they are, Urban Farmer. What's the deal behind that name? Um, Urban Farmer actually has a, a very interesting, um, it's an idea of the urban, the farmer coming together within their community and how they can be embraced. And none better than Rich Schneider to kind of decipher as we do as we go on this crusade for local and hyper-local and, and what that means. In my estimation, um, it's one of those things to where hyper-local is not only just enjoying foods and sourcing and products from an individual business, but that business itself uh, drawing from other businesses to support themselves in a circle of uh, financial um, benefits to where, Rich, we've talked about it before. If you're not supporting your neighbor, don't look for somebody across the country to do those types of things. Uh, look within your community and how, uh, especially with you with uh, Rockalitas Tortillas and, and the things that you do, uh, it's, it's very important to be mindful of the farms that you do business with, the money that you generate for them, the synergy there within to be able to uh, say, you know what, uh, spending the dollars up front just for that particular product your tortillas is not only spending it just with rich and 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 Rockalita's tortillas but with many other individual that are components that make up your business of what they are um hyper local is important right now well it also it, it it is it's very important you know the other thing is that it plays well i think the, the big local movement is really emanating out of Denver, I'm going to say Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, here in the front range. And so it plays well. And as we are more of a tourist destination, we have a lot of chefs coming here from all over the United States, all over the world. And as they're seeing this here and experiencing it and eating it and seeing the benefits of it, they take that home. But I think that movement is starting here, and it is way more than just the checkbook. Yeah. Community-wise, for us all to support each other, and really realize that if $1 comes through 
one cash register, but it's not only supporting the business that you're giving the dollar to, but that's the trickle-down theory. And as we trickle down into our communities, that it goes a long ways. Um, not only mm-hmm. for the consumer, that it's very important, um, just like with Growers Organic. I, I mean, I say an incubator. Uh, the, the work that Brian Freeman does, and this is a side tangent, the, the work that Brian Freeman does as the expert, and I, and I believe we've had a personal conversation with this, Brian, about there's a, a commodity within you, Brian, as being somebody who's an expert in your industry, who's cultivated relationships with the farm, that has a, a one-stop shop that's an incubator for all of these farms to be able to give produce in an expeditious manner to be able to um, not only supply local restaurants, but people and and the, the products that we need, that that's a value. Well, thank you, Greg, for that. It, it, it's also the plowing it right back in to the, to the community as well, because that's one of the things I always talk about is, is look at where the management group of the company that you're supporting is. Look mm-hmm. at where the executives that are getting those bonuses for doing well are going to turn back around and plow it back into your local community, mm-hmm. whether it's supporting, you know, restaurants and bars and, and your mom and pop thing. That's one of the things that's always confused me when I when I see a restaurant, when I see a restaurant closed down and, and they're working with a, a big broadliner and there was a reason that they closed down. And then the next one comes in and works with the same. It, it's like you got to do something different. And I always say the best place to be different is just, to be local and that you know this whole concept of hyper local and and why i even started growers in the first place was all about how to get local producers into our market and it's uh it can be a challenge because you know there's some companies that charge just for someone to be on their product a vendor and that's that's insane these big boys Mm -hmm. you know they want a fee from every one of the farms or vendors to keep them on the list and that's ridiculous because that's not supporting anyone that's just putting money back in the corporation mm-hmm. i'll mm-hmm. tell you what so uh, i have a lot of benchmarks and whenever i hear a restaurant says i uh, use growers organic i know they're on the right track when i hear them say gluten-free things a dedicated gluten-free vegan bakery in arvada that that's what they do they use those products i know they care about local and the products that they use rich schneider uh when he's involved in a project um if his tortillas are available at a restaurant i know this is where i want to be and i know this is very important to everybody else that listens to the shot of our voice and uh with the chefs like jason morris at 5280 culinary where um our only hopes is that as he and hyper locals just not supporting denver and colorado your communities are everywhere they're throughout uh, the regions of, of this great country that we have here and you can be hyper local within your community and and for chefs like Jason Morris to go around and he talks about barbecue and the great things and sourcing and where do you get your beef from the cattle uh, this is all the stuff that really matters to me and the modern eater if you check out the modern eaters um, the modern eater.com you're going to see all of these things and and uh, we'll get into a local food show that was here. It was called Loco Food um, Show. It was a great showcase, and um, Rich Schneider was there along with uh, J.P. Krause, who I, I just think the world of. He's the uh, executive chef at Children's Hospital, and he's the uh, uh, president of the um, Colorado Chefs Association, a chapter of 
um, the American Culinary Federation. So you're going to hear a lot of great things tonight about your community. But when we get back, I think it's important we're going to get into the weeds because these are all the things that I want to know about barbecuing and temperatures and what grill is right for this and should it be a grill, should it be a smoker. Um, we're going to just um, kind of get a little esoteric and, and pick the brain of none better than Chef Jason Morris of 5280. So as we take a break and we uh, step aside for a moment, we'll come back with Chef Jason Morris, 5280 Culinary, Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas, Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman, The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. If you're hyper-local and you like food, click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampton Fox, owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street, just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures, and I look forward to you being my next guest. Back to the show, The Modern Eater here, Jay Parker. And uh, before we do that, I want to talk to you about our friend, Jeff Rourke, over at A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Uh, Jeff's been doing uh, work installing tap lines for about uh, 20 years. Family guy, new baby in the house. They're just doing – he does – all the great things you need to need done when you want craft beer, whether it's uh, you can do coffee, water, wine. They're putting wine on these lines, Greg. But it, no matter what you're pouring on those lines, if it's not efficient, it's not going to get the job done, and you're going to look, uh, well, silly. So uh, who you want to call? Jeff Rourke, A-plus, A-plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. He put in uh, Tap 14, the new one next to D-Bar, 70 taps. Uh, Resolute Brewing, who will be on the show next week, coincidentally. Punchbowl Social flies them all over the country. So, Jeff, he's a family man. And it's all in the name, <laughs> A-plus Beverage Solutions. You want an A-plus on your report card because A-plus Beverage Solutions, they're going to come in and they're going to troubleshoot. They're going to look at your draft lines. They're going to make sure that that beer is coming out just the way that the brewer intended. 
Um, there's no reason to look silly, just like Jay was saying, to where you're scooping out foam into another bucket. Foam is money. Foam is money, and time is money. But save your time, save your energy for the expert. It's Chef Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions, 720-272-3809. 720-272-3809. Jeff Rourke and A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Justin Brunson, Old Major, you're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Now that's a meat guy right there, Justin Brunson. And yeah, he's got himself those uh, smokers on the way here. I think they're going to be here next week from uh, what he said last week. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman in studio with a cast of uh, many. And we're going to get to some great interviews as you stick around. But right now, the reason for the season is barbecuing. And Chef Jason Morris, 5280 Culinary, uh, will continue along with uh, Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas. Um, Rich, as we talk to uh, Chef Jason Morris, are you, are you somebody who loves to barbecue or do you leave it to the experts? Throw that mic on. There you go. That's an easy one for me. I burn everything. So, no, no, I don't even attempt. I was at the uh, state capitol, the um, ag day, and I wasn't even cooking anything. I was just there. And the fire And there was a fire. The fire alarms (laughs) went off. I actually made a clip. I I made a clip, and I'm like, that one time I tried to cook at the state capitol. And so, no, I I do not. I don't cook. I burn. We didn't even plan this, but uh, burning uh, temperatures. Uh, barbecuing, uh, different types of grill, different styles of grill. Let's just go right back to Chef Jason Morris and um, talk about all. Uh, so here's a guy who burns, and you teach classes. So first of all, talk about your classes. So we do um, classes throughout, I guess, everywhere really now. Uh, we have got a bunch planned. Uh, they can go to our website, 5280culinary.com. We've got our event schedule up. Uh, we'll list out all of our classes where we're doing demos. Uh, Highlands Ranch Ace, uh, we've got some coming up at Alameda Station, Cherry Creek Ace. Uh, we do a kids and teen culinary camp. Uh, so we'll be doing that at Ace Hardware Longmont, Ace Hardware Highlands Ranch. Uh, I'm heading out to Chicago in a couple of weeks. I'm doing some classes uh, for some uh, super cool retailers in Chicago. Uh, we've done stuff in Alabama. I mean, really everywhere. Uh, it's it's our goal, again, just to spread the good word of barbecue. So that's... Uh, I just want to sing, I go everywhere, man. <laughs> you know that song? I'll tell you what. So uh, a commercial for jeans or something? Uh, chef, you must hear all the time, I, like Rich, I can't barbecue. I can't, I can't smoke. I can't because i'm gonna mess it up and let's face it it's expensive you know it is yeah to throw some meat and the last thing you want to do you have a great cut of uh, beef or or what have you um you don't want to mess that up and so you want to the best advice that you could give as far as temperatures go as far as what kind of equipment you would need where would you go with that where do you get the meat i uh, you know, honestly, um, we buy local as much as we can. We, uh, I just bought a cow um, from a local producer, LMT Cattle. Uh, it's our third that we've bought. We buy one a year. Uh, this year, we hopefully will hit two. Um, I'm dabbling in uh, moving into the beef business myself. Uh, that may be another side venture for us. Um, I, I think we can find a niche. Uh, but a lot of times, honestly, I build a really good relationship with the butchers, uh, and I use Costco a lot. I have a great relationship with them. Uh, they know exactly what I'm looking for. We do all of our trimming ourselves. 
Uh, I even taught my 12-year-old how to trim tri-tips. That's her, uh, that's her side hustle, so to speak. Uh, but we start with good stuff. And, and, and that goes the same for grills, too. Um, in order for you to, I think, be effective in grilling, um, you need to have the right tools. And I think sometimes uh, some of the big box stores uh, do a really bad job of just pushing you out the door with a grill. What I love about our ACE group is we're, we're all small business owners. You know, Ace is a, a co-op, so I deal with business owners. I deal with all the retailers that own those stores. And the, we're, we're, what we're concerned about is really f- fitting you to the perfect grill. I want to know how busy your lifestyle is because if you if you have kids and you have a, a sports a sporting events and lots of homework and lots of side gigs for your kids, uh, that's a different grill. So I don't want to fit you with something that's going to make you um, a terrible cook because we sold you the wrong product. We really work hard to make sure we fit you to the exact tool you need. Um, I always say the Weber is gas. Turn it on; it's hot and fast. That's my weekday warrior. That's the one. You know, I know if I'm in a if I'm in a jam and I need dinner fast, turn that on; it's hot and fast; it's ready. Uh, I know the big green egg takes a little bit more time to get the lump charcoal lit and to layer the the wood in there. I, that's on the weekends when I have a little more time and I can dabble in it. Then you get into the Traeger, that's really that, the, the Traeger Timberlines that we have are really that one-stop shop, and that's kind of my everyday warrior. So there's almost a grill for every lifestyle, so to, you know, so to speak, and I think once we found that out, we uh, found a lot of success because when people came in saying, I want to dabble in barbecue, but I don't have a clue what I'm doing, we knew we needed to guide them towards something that was really set it and forget it and, and easy for them to replicate what they had at a place like GQ Barbecue at their house. Um, and and it, it's just, it's like, I'm a country club chef, so I said it's like going to buy golf clubs. You don't walk in and buy, if you're a good player, you don't walk in and buy sticks off the shelf. You get fitted for it. Uh, well, maybe you do, but most people don't. Uh, so we fit them to grills, really like a, like we're fitting an athlete. We want them to have the best grill for what they're uh, cooking. Jason, tell us a little bit about, because t- do you take it a step further? Because it's not only a grill, but it's the wood. It's the spice. It's the, the There's other stuff, the component, the, like you spoke about lark, uh, lump charcoal yep. versus uh, the old briquettes. Yeah, and when you're so Jason, and just and uh-huh. to lead you into that, I consider myself somebody who's fairly good at grilling because I think I have an overall um, notion of temperatures, and temperature to me is all you need to know about how you bring in the flavor, how you yep. sear the meat, how you are able to cook the inside so it's not burnt on the outside and 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 raw on the inside and. And you showed me the Traeger, and there's really no direct flame with that. But uh, the green A, you know, so there's so much stuff that's confusing out there. But temperature control, as I go back to that, I'd love to hear you just segue into that of of uh, what you're looking to do with a specific cut. Yeah, and I mean, you know, if I'm looking at something like tri-tip, and, and we had tri-tip today, and one of the things that you noticed was that tri-tip, if you're grilling a steak, let's say you're grilling a thick ribeye, um, you're not going to get a medium rare from edge to edge, top to bottom. It just doesn't happen through normal, hot and fast, direct grilling. But what we learned with something like reverse sear is that, you know, we can and smoke it at a lower temperature in the beginning and bring it up to a certain internal temperature, 90 degrees, 100 degrees, and then finish it hot and fast to get that sear on the outside. Uh, we do it sous vide where we've sous vide cooked steaks and then finished them on the grill. Um, it's more about um, a preference, really. I think trying to get people to understand there's a hot spot and a cool spot on your grills, on every grill. Um, and it's how you want mm-hmm. how you want that meat to be finished. I mean, I love, once we started reverse searing years ago, I, I don't do it any other way. 
I mean, I love to eat a steak that's medium from top to bottom, from the window to the wall, so to speak. Uh, and it's and it's about temperature control and it's knowing, and a lot of it's playing around. I mean, you have to know your grills, you have to trust you yourself. Do. And and you know, if you're doing briquettes on a Weber kettle, I love that. But there's a way you can set that kettle up to be all in one. You can offset the charcoal where you can have a little bit of lower and slower on the right side that's indirect and then finish it on the left side over that hot blistering heat that gets you what you want. And a lot of times you're not just working with meat, but you're you're juggling vegetables. You've got an onion that you're 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 trying to score yeah. and, and yep. make a delicious temperature, or maybe a squash that you have and some garlic with some oil on it. And you're you're working the grill. In a, in a in a manner to where you're trying to accommodate all of these temperatures within one grill. Yeah, and no one ever walked into a hardware store and said, "I need the smallest grill you have." Mm -hmm. They don't do that. They they we try to help. You know, someone asked me the other day, like, "What's the perfect gas grill?" Well, I obviously love the Weber grills, uh, and I like a four burner. A, a two burner's nice. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome if it's at my summer house or my mountain house where I'm doing a little bit smaller meals. But at my house, I want a four burner because I have all that real estate to cook my entire meal on the same grill. So I have, you know, hot, hot on one side. I have a little bit lower. I can roast Brussels sprouts. I can uh, uh, do potato planks and I can sear my steaks all on the same grill. So you get that one-stop shop. So when we talk about you know, getting a customer the right grill. We also make sure, you know, size. Uh, I have an extra large big green egg in my backyard. I had a large, uh, the large now lives in our barbecue trailer, but I needed the extra large at home because I wanted to do some offset. I wanted to do rotisserie, but I also wanted to be able to do uh, cast iron for crab cakes, roast some Brussels sprouts and still have room to do steak. So I got my entire meal on one grill. Jason, Brian Freeman here. Can I ask you a question about, you, you've got all of our interests perked here. I mean, the whole room, you're, we're all captivated by you right now. It's because I is, smell like barbecue. Which is awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I want you in my belly. Is that, uh, <laughs> Maybe a little weird, but not weird. <laughs> so let me ask, can you smoke something like, I, I, I've been envisioning, you know, I, I haven't been eating for 21 days, and I'm envisioning a, a smoked rotisserie chicken Yeah, that's just juicy inside but just tastes like smoke all right hold that thought i okay. didn't anticipate this but we're going to keep you till the top of the hour man uh and in the kitchen is what we do next and we have uh emily fletcher who's our food editor for the modern um along with uh, standing by in the busy kitchen of urban farmer downtown um, we're going to push that to the top of the hour because they, we want to give them a good amount of time, but we'll have a couple of minutes when we come back from this break. So we'll do that a quick break. We'll come right back. We'll finish up, uh, finish up with Chef Jason Morris, 5280 Culinary and Ace Hardware. Um, he basically does all of the uh, barbecuing, cooking. Uh, what, what would you call what you do for Ace Hardware? I am their uh, grill expert, so I do all things. Uh, How do I get this guy's right? life? It's a good life. That's all Barbecue ambassador? Do. Could, yeah. yeah, I'm like the Q dude. <laughs> All right, we've got it right here. Everything that you need as we come into the uh, spring season. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, Rich Schneider, and Jason Morris will be back. We've got a good next hour for you, but uh, stay tuned. We'll come back with uh, Jason Morris, and then we'll uh, head to Urban Farmer past the top of the 7 o'clock hour right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. 
Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinctive horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully source spices and herbs, enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, Look us up online at SojournerBeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Brought to you by Gluten-Free Things, a dedicated gluten-free and vegan bakery in Arvada. Yes, it is sponsored by Gluten-Free Things, a dedicated gluten-free vegan bakery in Arvada. Just with about a minute left, I want to just jump right in. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, uh, Little Rich, Rich Schneider from Rockalitas Tortillas, and Jason Morris. The question was yours right there, but I'm wondering if it wouldn't be best spent right now for you to use a minute to just talk about, Jason, of how people can catch up with you. I'd like to spend the minute that way. Sure. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, you know, you can, uh, a lot of our recipes now, we do uh, YouTube videos for Ace Hardware, so you can, they can subscribe to the YouTube channel for Ace Hardware, see all of our cooking videos. We'll do about 26 videos this year uh, on everything. And I'm actually, we just shot a pulled pork video today. Uh, we're shooting a lobster video. Uh, lobster seems to be trending. Everybody wants to know how to cook it. So I've got a case of warm water tails and cold water tails that I'm about to... Uh, tic-tac away as I eat them like one by one. Uh, they can go to our website, 5280culinary.com. Uh, we host all of our recipes as well on acehardware.com. If you can believe that, we have a hardware store company hosting our recipes, uh, which is always a cool thing. But uh, on our website, we have an events calendar that tells you pretty much everywhere we are going I'm to telling be you, in the nation. Check it out, Chef Jason Morris. Here's the deal. You're a friend of the shows. You're going to be back many, many times. We come across your path um, frequently. Uh, but you, none better than you when it comes to barbecue. So uh, thank you, thank you so guys. very much. Next hour, we're going to talk local and the uh, local uh, food um, convention. We'll be back with the Modern Eater. I want you to stop talking and start drinking. You're listening to the Modern Eater Show. Let's drink! I need you guys to be amazing tonight, so start drinking now. All I can say is fun because that's really what it's all about. Um, Colorado, we are so... First of all, you're in the United States. You won the lottery. And then you're in Colorado. Uh, I don't even know how to narrow it down to that. Uh, but as we sit here and we talk about uh, all the great food and beverage that we have in Colorado, um, Denver, right now, it's just it's amazing. And it, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, you guys' overall thoughts as we jump to Urban Farmer via telephone. We're going to teleport right over to <laughs> Urban Farmer. Well, there was a great event earlier this week at Urban Farmer that yeah, uh, there was beer and uh, beer and dinner pairing incredible to pair fine dining 
with great local beer from let's, Intrepid Sojourn. Well, let's get right to it. What do you think, Jay? No, go ahead. All right, so uh, we'll do this right now. Emily Emily Fletcher, um, the food editor for themoderneater.com, and uh, she's just on the spot. Uh, Emily's doing it. Emily, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. You were at the Urban Farmer Dinner this past week. Yes, I was. And you also wrote an article about Chris Starkis and Urban Farmer. I sure did. I'm standing right next to the man right now. Are you really? So you made I it down. Am. You're yeah. at Urban Farmer. And let's just bring him on the line right now. His name is uh, Chef Chris Starkis. He's the executive chef at Urban Farmer in Denver. And uh, first of all, thank you for the hospitality this week with the uh, Intrepid Sojourner uh, Beer Project. It was a beer pairing dinner. Uh, Shelf, welcome back to the show. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. Uh, Chef, let's just uh, start at the beginning. Emily, you had an opportunity to catch up with the chef in a more of an intimate way than we were able to. So I'd like you to just lead this um, into the great things that Urban Farmer and Chef Chris Starkis are doing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you guys are reading my article in more detail, but the Urban Farmer Denver has a lot of local programs going on, um, really tuned into the Colorado food scene and um, local sourcing. So I'm going to ask Chris a couple questions because we didn't dive too much into seasonality and kind of, you know, what in Colorado inspires him. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Chris, to talk a little bit about what you see changing the menu and how you guys are tuning into Colorado seasonality. Hey, guys. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, at Urban Farmer, we change seasonally four times a year, and that kind of rolls with the uh, with the way that it works out here in Colorado. So right now we're getting, uh, you know, all of our spring vegetables in, you know, green beans, various things like that as it as it gets warmer in the season. Um, and, and cooking with the season is what we do as far as the farm table restaurant. So right now um, we just changed over our spring menu about a week and a half ago. And um, kind of working from some of the products there, and you know that, that goes with lamb and stuff too, not just vegetables, you know. Awesome. And tell us that your bees are going to make an appearance soon. Please tell us about your bees. Bees will make an appearance in May. It's about the time that uh, they start getting ready and getting out there. Uh, we have three rooftop hives. I'm also a beekeeper as well. I studied beekeeping for about three or four years in in Oregon, and then of course here I've been here as well. And uh, it's been a different thing here in Denver because overwintering in Portland was not as difficult as it is here. Um, so we'll see those bees start to climb in population um, coming in about May when flowers start to bloom. And then from there, uh, we'll be using the rooftop honey, which is a home honey. Uh, I shared with you guys, and you guys came in that whole time. Uh, so you get the taste of that. You get the taste of the wax and, of course, that flavor of the season, too. Um, and the harvest through the season... Spring, spring honey is a little different than when you when you go into fall. And uh, last year we just started in the spring. Um, that was about May, April. So when they come out of the season, we'll have a little bit of what they collected in fall and winter. Um, generally, you have to leave about 75 pounds of honey in the hive um, here in Colorado to make sure they survive the winter. So I'm excited to check uh, those guys open in about another four or five weeks. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, what kind of notes do you typically taste on spring honey from Colorado? You know, you get a lot of, a lot of the wild flowers that start to pop open. 
um, a lot of time as well. I mean, we have a little bit here in the garden in front of the patio that I plant specifically for them to forage on, um, which kind of climbs into a lot of the edible flowers that we use uh, in the restaurant on the menu as well. So um, generally you can't plant until after Mother's Day here in Colorado safely, but when we do, we have uh, nasturtiums, thyme, thyme blossoms, um, little gem marigolds. So there's three different varieties that kind of have a citrus note to them, so you get that as well. Um, and then a little bit of bachelor buttons as well. Awesome. That's awesome, actually. Any any thoughts on that, guys? If you want some flower honey? So we had the uh, privilege, pleasure, I don't know what you would call it, but I, w- I said when I talked to uh, Chef Starkis, the last time that we were at Urban Farmer and he just kind of laid out the red carpet and gave us the best of the best. He gave us a cut of that honeycomb in its purest form on a dessert level. And he ruined me in the sense of, I don't think I've ever tasted anything so pure and delicious, Chef. Um, that, why, why, would, why is that such a novelty to even a foodie like me? Um, how come you can't get that all the time? I mean, like like I said before, you got to keep enough honey in the hive to make sure that they overwinter, specifically here. But I think that, you know, you as a beekeeper and as someone, if you're producing honey, doing the whole comb does not get you the most amount of honey as far as volume is concerned. So generally either beekeepers don't do it um, or um, there's just not enough of it to go around and it's really expensive. So normally when you see a little four by four home. It's a good $16, $20. Uh, and, of course, with the whole colony collapse disorder and, and that whole population issue, um, it's more expensive. But that's pretty much why I decided to do it here. Um, so we could share that with guests like yourself, like you said, someone who's a, a deep booty, that something so pure like that is still an incredible thing. And, and all it is is serving it up um, by treating the bees well and giving them what they need here in Colorado and then just serving it straight up, almost like a oyster in that respect. It's a, it's a snapshot of time uh, when the people working those certain uh, nectars. I, it, was a, it was a pleasure and a treat for us. And a lot of the things that you do as far as sourcing and, and Denver and Colorado and embedding yourself, I mean, no secret. So Sage Restaurant Group, and, and that's mm-hmm. what a part of Urban Farmer is. But, um, yep. you know, uh, throughout other states. But what, what does it mean to you, Chef Starkis, to be able to say Urban Farmer and this is what we can and will mean to our community right now? Um, I think it's uh, transparency, sustainability, or the top two, um, and then sourcing behind that. You know, our transparency is what we put on the menu. We talk about who we get our items from. We support those local farmers and ranchers. Um, and then, of course, sustainability. We recycle. We compost. We partner with a company called Strath to actually extend composting to the lower downtown so that a lot of the people in the community here can compost as well. Um, and then, of course, like I said, that's sourcing. I support, support local farmers. So there's so many people doing some great things out here uh, that we're working with. And the other part of Denver, too, is that it's not only arable land. You know, you have, you have farms like Cure Organic working in arable land, but then you have other um, what would be a food and tech mesh is like um, Microman uh, Mountain Microgreens, which they do all their stuff inside growing, vertical growing, same thing with Infinite Harvest. And then even aquaponic growing, I was uh, over by um, 
uh, corner post meets out there, at one town corner we get all our greens. And so that's the cool thing about Colorado is it's not just one style of farming. We get to support and learn about all these other different styles that can exist here um, because of the climate that we're in, which is exciting. And the flavors really don't throw it on the dishes, which is the exciting part. That's what makes it so fun. It's in the kitchen. And, of course, you shouldn't hear all that great because the chef is working very hard on a Saturday (laughs) night during dinner service, and he's bringing all of this great content to us as he's working in a great sprawling. It's just an unbelievable kitchen. Urban Farmer, what's the address, chef? 1659 Wazi. We are right next to the Oxford Hotel right here in Lodo on Union Station. We are open breakfast, lunch, and dinner and brunch. Uh, We also do room service for the hotel, so come and see us. Oh, my goodness. There he is. Uh, Chef, I have to thank you right now. Uh, So much fun just being around you and your mindset of uh, not only uh, seasonality, but being local and making sustainability a part of your life every single day. And that bleeds into the urban farmer and uh, in the kitchen is exactly where you belong. There's uh, really none better. Thank you so much, Chef Chris Starkis. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great night. You too. Emily, hang tight. We still have you on the line. Um, Just, uh, you know, sum it up in 30 seconds of what you wrote about as far as coverage for Urban Farmer that you can read Emily's article on themoderneater.com as we speak. Yeah, absolutely. So Chris touched on a lot of it, but it's really, some of it is the concept of, as we have brands that are growing, evolving, maybe they're national, are they local or are they not local? And what we're all about at The Modern Eater is how do we support the hyper-local food scene, purveyors, ranchers, growers, et cetera. So it's really touching on all the unique programs that um, Urban Farmer Denver is really bringing to the table, um, the hypothetical table, and what they're doing to kind of put a stamp on what local means to them. So, you know, um, Chef Chris talked a little bit about it tonight, but he came from the sea. He's now living in the mountains. So what are they doing now with their menu um, that's influenced by Colorado, which we know and love? And they're doing a lot. They're pretty integrated into the community. So, um, yeah, it was a pleasure to write about it and to, to get to know them. That's cool. One word to sum it up, everybody. Uh, booyah. <laughs> Just booyah. <laughs> That was it, man. I mean, money, money, money shot right there. I love it. Thank you, Emily. Uh, We'll catch up this week. You're doing great work on themoderneater.com. Do yourselves a favor. There she is, uh, Emily. She is, Jay, why is that so funny? So first of all, she's a realtor by day. And she is a uh, food lover. She is. And and uh, I implore everybody to go to themoderneater.com and read her article. I just pulled it up. Great picture uh, of the honeycomb that you mentioned. And if you've never seen a honeycomb, a fresh honeycomb, or had the, the, the liberty of trying it, uh, you need to. Um, next segment, as uh, Greg Allenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman continue with uh, Little Rich Schneider, Rockalitas Tortillas. And um, he's just a favorite of the show, J.P. Krause. He's the president of the Colorado Chefs Association. We're going to get hyper-local with a uh, local. What, what's this uh, show's called that that you went to this past week? Loco? Loco, which doesn't mean crazy loco. That eh, could. It means local, L-O, Colorado, C-O. Yeah, 
Loco Fucho. You were there. You put out a great article that's on the moderneater.com, JP. When we get back, let's talk about that. And then at uh, about the bottom of the hour, 7.30, right around there, we're going to check back in with the fairy gut mother and Carly Smith. Um, listen, we fell in love with her. Mm-hmm. We like everything that she has to say. She's on a plight uh, in her own life of health and wellness. And um, I think that it really deserves for us to at least go through this protocol of healthy gut. And what does that mean? So we'll check back in and we'll tell her what we're able to do and what she can do for us. I think that that's really cool. And uh, in the house tonight, beer, Jay. We've got great beer. We have delicious beer. I'm, from... I'm sampling it right I, now. I, I know. I know. I am not. Uh, however, uh, most everybody else is. Uh, they make great beer. They're, they're local guys. They're doing local things. They have a really cool event Who's coming they? up. B- Boggy, Boggy Draw. draw. Yeah. I said Boggy Draw. Boggy they... Draw Brewery. Broggy. Broggy. Bro- sure you haven't had any? Broggy Draw Brewery. Is, uh, they make beer. Uh, Dennis Hutzpenny <laughs> and Jason Hagen, they're in the house. They got the barbecue with us tonight, but none better than uh, beer and barbecue in my estimation. So we've got all that to cover in the uh, next about 42 minutes right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to The Bindery, eatery, market, and bakery. Hi, I'm Chef Linda Hampton fox owner of The Bindery. My life's journey has taken me through Switzerland, France, Italy, and Mexico, and has allowed me to create a menu at The Bindery that I think you'll find truly unique. The Bindery combines a market and bakery with an elevated fine dining experience under the same roof. We are proud at The Bindery to provide artisanal foods made by hand in small batches. Join us in the morning for an award-winning dragonfly coffee, a convenient market lunch, a crafted libation during happy hour, or an intimate dinner in the eatery. And don't forget about our amazing weekend brunch. Conveniently located in the Highland neighborhood at 1817 Central Street. Just exit I-25 on 20th and park in one of our 55 covered free parking spaces. For our menus and all things The Bindery, look us up online at thebinderydenver.com. And remember, food is one of life's great pleasures. And I look forward to you being my next guest. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers. Belgium is a country the size of Maryland, and it's home to more than 600 beers. Belgians take their beers seriously, and Belgian beers are some of the most interesting beers in the world. If you'd like to sample fresh and authentic Belgian-style beers right here in Denver, the place to go is Brews Beers at 67th and Pecos. Brews does only Belgian-style and Belgian-inspired beers, and we do them like nobody else. Doubles, triples, quadruples, saisons, ambers, vit beers, sours, and specialty ales. There's always a great selection at Brews Beers. Sample a flight, take home a crowler or two, and bring your dog. They're always welcome at Brews. Take a beer tour of Belgium without leaving Denver. Brews Beers, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 1675 West 67th Avenue in Denver. Check us out at brewsbeers.com. Hi, I'm Charlie Gottenkenny. We all love Belgian beer. Brewmaster at Brews Beers. What the f***'s wrong with you? (laughs) You're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. We have such great sponsors on this show. I encourage you to just 
Check out all of our sponsors. Just great assembly of people that are really hyper local, and we are so for all of that. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, um, kind of your crusaders uh, for the truth of hyper local. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm down with that. I'd like to call myself a crusader. Well, you've gone on a long journey <laughs> yourself. I have. I have health, wellness, um, happiness, and it all ties into you know food. And beverage is one of those things to wear. But let's face it, there's a time in your life to where th- some things don't fit. You, Jay, you've been sober for a year and a half. Yeah, close to it. And, and uh, uh, dropped 60 pounds. Yes, you know. indeed. Eating so right. Care. He's eating right. And That's a bigger thing, well, too. he's not doing anything right. <laughs> 80-20. I'm doing my 80-20. And the fairy gut mother has a 70-30. So when I created my 80-20, I didn't even know about the fairy gut mother 70-30, yeah. which along the same lines, and all jokes aside, B. Freeman, is uh, it's a lot of it's the same thing to where 70% is, is this, this regimented to, to, to pay attention to what you're putting in your body and not let the garbage in. And then the 30%, you know, and in my case, 20, uh, is to go out and have a good time and enjoy, uh, you know, the barbecue downstairs with the cheese that maybe in that 70% you didn't do, but today you did, and, and that sort of thing. The fact of the matter is is that every individual that um, is in the shot of our voice has to figure out what's good for you. And a lot of times food and beverage is just something that bridges all gaps. And we use as a, a pleasure device. And you need to figure out that on your own of what that means to you. And a lot of the things that the modern eater does is that we highlight and showcase of all the great products, sourcing, ingredients, thing, and you figure out how that fits into your life. And, and as we go into uh, talking about hyper-local, this gentleman right here, first of all, uh, in my estimation, he probably didn't because it exists somewhere. But it, to my uh, knowledge, he coined the term for me, hyperlocal. And as we sat down at the uh, President's Award Dinner at the Stanley Marketplace in the Stanley Hangar, we got the opportunity to sit down with Little Rich and Little Rich Schneider. Um, and he schooled us. I, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, Rich Schneider is uh, my spirit guide. And, and as we look into uh, Denver, Colorado, the community supporting each other, local businesses, uh, Rich Schneider, none better than you, in my estimation, man. Well, thank you. We're trying. Yes, we are. And that's We're all we can hard. do, right? Just beat the drum. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, it, it's fun, this ecosystem that we have here in Colorado. When you talk about uh, hyper local. When you talk about uh, helping your, you know, your business by you, I think our ecosystem. Um, as you look as how, at how people are spending their dollars uh, on local growers, local distributors, uh, local tortilla bakers, um, and then you look at what those people are doing to help, like with the ACF, um, helping bring up the next uh, generation of great chefs, and then we've got Pro Start that's helping kids in high school. He's also you know that our ecosystem is well well supported. Rich, you should have your own show. First of all, I mean, listen, I'll step aside any week that you want to swoop. I've in got forty five seconds of good material, and that's <laughs> <Nah>. it. <laughs> I don't believe it. But again, I had you do the introductions for Chef Jason Morris at fifty two eighty. But um, this gentleman, I introduced a lot of weeks because he's been on the show. But I'd like to hear it from your standpoint. Could you do the introductions here? Oh wow, this was off the cuff, this, and this is fun. This is the part that I like. 
Um, let's see. When I Don't think blow of, it. When I think, oh, I know. Oh, pressure's <laughs> on now. Pressure's on now. Good thing I had that little sip of that beer. Boggy. That's right. Boggy draw. Boggy draw. Boggy draw. We'll say that one more time. Boggy draw. See, we're getting applause from the corner. Yeah, can't That's say true. it enough. Um, when I think of JP, you know, I've known JP. More? I've known JP for a few years, but really, uh, I would say his his standing, his star is really rising big time. And that this is his first year as president of the ACF, and he has really shaken it to the core because it was a very um, old white man's club. Well, Come not, on. you know. Not necessarily, but it was a little more conservative on, I'm going to say, its goals, its aspirations. What it would have considered a good year prior is like a couple months now. And JP, and although he works out, he he is drug-free, he is, I think it's safe to say, he's put Colorado ACF on steroids. There's no, no doubt about that. Um, is he ruffling a few feathers? Absolutely. We were talking about this today. I said, hey, you may ruffle some of my feathers, but anytime you, you're going to incorporate deep change uh, or deep, you know, deep change, sometimes, uh, or, or growth, that hurts. Whenever you're over the target is when you catch the most flack. Absolutely. And so, I mean, he's bringing in uh, just so many different uh, fresh ideas. He's bringing in different ways of communication. He's, he's uh, just, I mean, they're, they're too numerous really to say. But I admire the heck out of the guy. He puts his uh, he puts his money where his mouth is, and he too is all about raising others. He will not wave the flag about himself, mm-hmm. and so that's refreshing. Typically in this industry, when people get into position as JP is, um, they they get hard to approach. With that being said, that's enough that we don't have any more time. Uh, thank you, JP, for coming in. Thank you. Next week we have. That'll be it right there. And, uh, no, the hardest working man in show business, the two and only uh, JP Krause. How are you, Chef? Doing great, doing great. It was a, it was a good week. Good, uh, I got lots of samples I took home of all the local products, so I've had more hot sauce in a week than I have in a month. <laughs> I love it, man. You went down there and you killed it. You took a, the moderneater.com. Um, Executive Chef Children's Hospital, President of the uh, Colorado Chefs Association. It's uh, the ACF Colorado chapter. You and Rich were down at a local uh, food fair, is is how I would call it. But yeah, give us the just give us the uh, lowdown on what you saw and what it means to you. Yeah, and so every person who makes a product. This is how local it is. I ran into two guys that own companies that I went to high school with at Regents, right? <laughs> so I'm walking around. I'm like, hey, what's up, Clay? I know you. <laughs> yeah, you know what's up, Clay? Uh, you know, Yampa, Yampa Hot Sauce Company. And just talking to people, there's people from, you know, Guatemala, Honduras. You know, it, it's such a melting pot here. And I think that's what's really good is because we have such unique products because we have such unique cultures here in Colorado. A lot of places don't have the diversity we have. And it really shows through in the product. So when you can have somebody like Monse from Colorado Springs making pupusas, handmade pupusas. She's awesome. And she's, of course, using local products. And then she's using the Colorado Mill sunflower oil as she's cooking it. You know, it's a whole group. And we all support each other. And then she's mm-hmm. topping it with the farmhand with the uh, cultured green chili sauerkraut. 
made, you know, like and then you farms. throw one of Rich's tortillas in the mix. There. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and and some of Brian Freeman's uh, uh, organic produce, <laughs> and and, and then, there we have it. We have the hyper local soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a culinary love fest, right? <laughs> and I and every because uh, let's face it, that money, whether it's gluten free things in Arvada. Whether it's Rich from Rockalitas, whether it's JP over at Children's Hospital prospecting, and that's one of the things that I admire you in Children's Hospitals. You're not locked into. You can you you can look locally for sourcing, talk to children, and it starts to make sense. It really does. Yeah, and so what what you're going to segment into with the uh, the gut mother over here is you are what you eat, right? It's what you put in your body, and when you get local items it's at its peak of freshness right it's not sitting in a box it's not sitting in a freezer you're getting produce at the peak of freshness which is full of vitamins and nutrients and i think that shows through especially being in in healthcare. we want to make sure that Mm -hmm. we give the full amount of nutrition we can to anyone in a dire need situation and that that does mean a lot to me and getting local products supporting the local community because at the end of the day we're all helping each other right i want to Children's Hospital when I was a kid, for example, right? And now I'm helping people in the same Isn't that place. Something? It, and everybody comes to see me. Of course, I don't want to see him. Like, stay away. Yeah. But they're going to come when their kids are sick. And so there is this tie that we all are more than just food. We are a brotherhood, a sisterhood. We're a family. And it, it's a good place to be here in Denver. Mm-hmm. In- integrity. Integrity mm-hmm. of products and integrity of what you can stand behind to say, you know, um, Prospectively, you might have a gluten-free cookie that could change somebody's life. That you and you say, "I know where that, I know the story. I know where that came from. I know rich. I know the tortilla you're eating. I know the love." And so I'm going to tell you a story about the food that you're eating. That blows my mind. It well, really Greg, it, the Brian Freeman here. It's huge what they're doing at the Children's Hospital too, because you know we're at Growers Organic. We're working with them, and and we've been brought in to talk about their rooftop garden. So, I mean, they're taking it that seriously that they're going to be growing their own vegetables right there on site. Greens and veggies are going to be growing on the roof of the Children's Hospital, and that's huge. And that's well, going you're to... setting me off on a different tangent. Now I'm curious, and when you get a talk show host curious, it's not going to stop. But will you be able to give him ideas of heirlooms? And Oh, we already are, because, you know, we have people at Growers that... I have Emily, you know, she has her own farm, yeah. Duck Duck Farms, and she has figured out what tomato to grow in Colorado because it's just not, you just don't go down and pick up a bag of seeds and think that it's going to grow. You find what best heirloom tomato grows here in Colorado. And so that we're sharing this stuff with them. And we're also going to help them source some starts through some local some local growers. Yeah. Do you guys get it? Do you see where we're driving with all of this? Do you mm-hmm. see how it all makes sense to where mm-hmm. you bring a guy like Rich in, you bring a guy like JP in, you bring a guy like Brian in, you bring a guy like... J- no, well, uh, <laughs> I heat up tortillas on an electric grill. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to talk about That's that more. That's a Saturday. John Irvin and gluten-free things. It just all starts to make sense. JP, the 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 products that you highlighted so well on the ModernEater.com. That's what you're gonna do on a weekly basis for us. Yeah, I'm gonna find the best of Denver, the best of Colorado. I'm gonna I'm gonna source them out. And part of it is, yeah, the product's great, but 
like you said, the story of the people, they're really doing good things. Aaron Wagner, uh, Elevation Ketchup, he uses his grandpa's recipe, makes ketchup all natural. I love corn that syrup ketchup. Free. That's awesome. Yeah, and so we serve it, of course, because it's no corn syrup, but he's working on packets, and I told him, don't get a packet that's not biodegradable, right? And he's working yeah. on it because we have conversations, and it's the stories, it's the connections, and you can't beat that, and they really do care about their product and making sure we have the right product for the right people. He's a staple of the show and a friend of ours and also within the community, an apprenticeship program that the ACF, Colorado Chefs Association, does here locally that's so unique. Um, J.P. Krause, you'll hear plenty from him, and we've got some ideas we're cooking up, J.P. Uh, Rich Schneider uh, joined us, I don't know, about two months ago, a month, mm-hmm. month and a half ago. But I'll tell you what, he adds so much to the show, and we just, we don't ask anything from Rich. We just say, come on, be a part of the show. I'm just happy no one throws tortillas at me anymore. That's, can we I'm do just that? happy. Is that something we can make a competition or something? Uh, you know, of? we uh, should do like a tortilla toss yes. out in the parking lot not just to at, see who could get distance. Rich, distance or accuracy? Hey, I uh, think I'd be pretty good. I, I, I'm on, now we're getting into my wheelhouse of things to talk about. You know, when everybody has these college educated conversations, that's not me throwing stuff in a parking lot. You know, I'm in. Hey, yeah, tortillas, uh, dirt. You, you know, what do you have? What do you have? I'll throw it. Well, here, let me let me pull this back though. In all seriousness, yeah. because Rich is so woven in this community. You know, you're talking about someone. His daughter, in, in the coming weeks, is going to be honored. I, I, she won an award, right, mm-hmm, Rich? Mm-hmm. She's she's won an award. She's going to be honored at the female food and beverage all stars dinner, April twenty fifth. Get a ticket because that's that's a huge deal. This is talks about how not only is he created a company that gives back to Colorado in so many ways. Rich sits on so many different boards that are about community and giving back, mm-hmm. and his daughter is working in a restaurant, and and JP knows her. Uh, there's a lot of people that know her because she's a rising star as well. But that's like this whole hyper local. He's he's plowing it back in, and that's the stuff you gotta well, love. It's pretty amazing to hear that that his daughter. Because I ride the tortilla train. <laughs> I would. It's like I'm not. Hey, I'm your son, Rich. I'm not gonna really do anything but eat tortillas and yeah. live in your wake. All <laughs> well, and, and get your Cadillac ready. To, can I borrow that, Dad? But your your family continues to do amazing things, right? Well, it's just doing the right thing. You know, I'm I'm gonna get on a, a soapbox for our for for my business for just a Please moment do. if I can. Yes. And it was something that irked me this past week is I get uh, national new letters, newsletters from different industries, and I got one from the bakery industry. And there is a huge international company that had a press conference with a big banner made and the press there, and they were talking about how, and, and this is a huge multi-billion dollar business, and they were touting how they signed up for the next year to buy 100 megawatts of electricity and how good they were going to be for the environment and everything, which it is a good step, no doubt about it. But I sat there, I had a little bit of time, and I'm like, huh, I know I buy all of my electricity that way. I wonder how many megawatts I buy. And at my little plant, I buy almost four times the amount of wind-generated electricity that they do. And what it is, I was talking about that uh, on on the prior show, is that they'll they'll come to you and they'll say, okay, uh, uh, WindSource, that's the name of the company. They'll come to you and say, we want to sell you wind generated electricity. 
you can buy the electricity for just that oven and tout that mm-hmm. you made your tortillas with wind-generated electricity. Mm-hmm. And so they'll calculate how much you use on that motor, and that's how much you buy. Mm-hmm. That's what they did. And, Rich, that's such a – you know, I see it all the time, and it drives me nuts. One of, one of the things I hate, and I almost really – give a restaurant a hard time for this is is when they say we source local and organic when possible that just kills me because what i know is disclaimer yeah they've got organic salad mix or maybe one local item and they're touting that and everything else comes you know they're they're touting how great they are for one item and they have 50 60 items on the menu or 50 60 ingredients Mm -hmm. and that's so to your point it drives you nuts doesn't it when you see a national company touting that they're using a quarter of what a small colorado company uses and trying to get any credit for it i mean it, it it kills me because i see it so often with so many restaurants it's sad Politics and food. Yeah. Read uh, Jay Parker here. Read the fine print and read the ingredients list. Well, listen to people like Rich Schneider and Brian Freeman. Um, It's all you need to know. They'll tell you the truth uh, at first blush, however they see it. Rich, thank you, as always. Uh, We're going to do this a lot more, as you know. uh, Let's do the tortilla toss. Do you think? Absolutely. I, like I think it. we can do that. J.P. Cross, thank you, man. Uh, contributing writer to yeah. TheModernEater.com. Anytime. We've got some good stuff coming up. Thank you, guys. All right. Uh, Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother, and we're going to – the man that uh, keeps the lights on. His name's John Irvin and Gluten-Free Things. I'll tell you what. If you don't support our sponsors, uh, you love to hear the programming that we have. There's guys like John Irvin who's uh, from Jump Street jumped in and um gluten-free things means so much to this show but um it's it's not something that's going away people that have gluten-free lifestyles people that are um celiac that's a very small portion but john he's been beating the drum for a long time and um but he's got a gut (laughs) like all of us and i don't know you know what what's the uh, you heard last week with the fairy gut mother she came in the studio and we talked. We all talked about it. We all want healthy guts, and I think that we're going to be on the right track because we have somebody like Carly Smith. And it, when we come back, Jay, you're in. Brian, you're in. I'm in. John's in. We're going to do a protocol that we want you to hear about, and then uh, we're going to drink some beer after that. Sounds <laughs> and good. And I don't even know if that fits into a protocol. It, it well, may not. Yeah. Um, but uh, I see Carly shaking her head. Um, it does? It's okay. It, it's concerning. It's okay. Does right. whiskey? Does whiskey? We'll figure it out. So. <laughs> Maybe. Those Maybe. are all ah. And does it last forever? <laughs> a lot of confusion behind that. But we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll spend a few minutes with her. And, again, this is going to be something that, Throughout the weeks, I mean, probably throughout the year, you'll hear Carly Smith uh, on the show with us. Uh, the fairy gut mother, she, I say she fluttered into the studio. I think that's... Oh, she, it's true, but she's got such a big presence. She does. It's wonderful to have her. And then Boggy's Draw Brewery, we're going to uh, catch up. And these guys, uh, I really think you're going to enjoy because their beer is delicious. They're going to join Micro Brew Fest, uh, part of the family now. So we'll come back. Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman, and uh, John Irvin from Gluten-Free Things and the Fairy Gut Mother will join us next on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
soup's on. If you're hyper-local and you like food, Eat it click and taste the Modern Eater's website, videos, pictures. It is good. Food and drink blogs from the best in the business. And don't forget to watch their latest prize giveaway video too. TheModerneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Hi, I'm Andrew Moore, brewmaster at the Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project. At Intrepid Sojourner, beer tells a story inspired by my adventures as a well-traveled archaeologist. My recipes draw inspiration from all over the world, from historical styles like satis, grazers, and kvass, to adjunct beers inspired by flavors from international cuisines. My beers broaden the horizons of what beer can be. Explore basil IPA and Turkish coffee stout. Enjoy chai brown ale. Taste lavender tripel and the distinct horchata milk stout. Thoughtfully sourced spices and herbs enhance flavors inherent to indigenous beer styles. My sincere hope is that Intrepid Sojourner Beer Project will inspire adventure and wanderlust. Come visit the tap room and share your tales with friends and plan your next sojourn. Located at 925 West 8th Avenue in the heart of the Arts District on Santa Fe. For everything Intrepid, look us up online at sojournerbeers.com and remember to drink globally, locally. Back to the show. Here we are, Jay Parker, The Modern Eater Show, Brian Friedman, uh, the one and only John Irvin from Gluten-Free Things, and to my left, Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother. Welcome back to the show, Carly. Yes, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for having me. Of, of course. As Greg said, we fell in love with you. John, I, you know, I mean, not the same kind of love for you, but we do love uh, you and your bread. And thank you. John brought some gluten-free bread down to the studio, and some of that is also in the trunk of my car. <laughs> Yeah, dietary stuff. I'll tell you what, John Irvin, it's not going anywhere. Uh, gluten, gluten-free, you better recognize it. Vegans, they're not going anywhere. John Irvin, none better local product than gluten-free things in Arvada. Carly Smith is here with us, the fairy gut mother. So this is going to be a, a year adventure, probably more than that. You're going to write on themoderneater.com. You're going to talk about gut health. We talked in length last week about gut health. And uh, I want to spend a couple of minutes with you right now. So here are your four victims. Okay. So just tell us right now, in order for us to start from uh, soup to nuts, from beginning to end, what are you going to put us through? 
So it'll start with having you guys fill out uh, a lengthy questionnaire and then just getting to know where your health is at right now, what things you're struggling with, what things you're looking to improve. And then from there, we're going to sequence your microbiome. So finding out exactly what bacteria is living in the gut, what might be out of whack, what needs to be... um, you know, in in a greater balance um, and the fungi as well. So we'll take a look at that. And then it'll be a combination of supplements and diet and then a little bit of lifestyle changes. But it's everything is different for each person. And that's what's awesome about gut health is that it's really, uh, you know, specific to your biochemical individuality. So where you're at, where your body's at. So each one of you will be a little bit different depending on, you know, what we're looking to focus on and what kind of comes back with all that information here's the end game the end game is your gut is where everything begins and it ends if you have leaky gut which means the fibers within your belly are not uh, processing the foods in your digestive tract the way that you want them to be and you're you're bleeding um, toxins into your system to where they're not going through the right tracks and your antibodies are attacking things within your gut that you don't need to attack with your antibodies. They can be working on other things, your, your common cold, your overall health. Um, they're read, Brian? Oh, I, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with joy right now because quite honestly, the, you Carly doesn't even know. I've been thinking about this for so long about what we, we put stuff into our bodies. Mm-hmm. And all of us are different because, you know, we're a mix, right? I mean, just recently I, I went out and did one of those DNA tests and found out how – how what, what I really knew before, how Northern European I was. But, you know, if you're Northern European, what are you eating and what are you supposed to eat? And that's what I loved where Carly said because we're all processing things way different. I mean, you know, Jay – over there, his his whole life came from I think the North Pole. Um, he's he's really white, um, and I don't think he processes much food but fish and ice. Well, um, and uh, you know, but he's going to eat something completely different than like John Irvin over here, who I, I think he's probably Spanish. And um, bean burritos is probably what he should be eating all the no, time. No, I'm actually. And I, in all seriousness, I'm joking here, but but I think that there's truth to the fact that we all sure. should be eating Absolutely. something different that's right for our body and our gut health. Brian, let me tell you one thing. Actually, I'm half Syrian and I'm Scottish. So I'm half okay. terrorist and I wear a kilt. <laughs> Just want to make that straight. Okay. But I do like my bean burritos. And a gallon of ice cream tonight. <laughs> uh, we're going to figure it all out together, Carly. We're going to weave through all because you have four different specimens right here. Absolutely. And um, it's so cool to have you join yes, the show and, yeah. and you come in here tonight. So we'll get you in studio as much as possible every single week. And as we follow this and, and this gut health, please listen to the importance of this because it really is big. The, the, the more you get your gut health under control, the more you're going to be able to eat the foods that you want in the ways that you want. And uh, it's all about flora bacterias, um, the balance thereof, and she's an expert. So, Carly, give a shout-out to the website that they can look at. That's uh, fairygutmother.com. Thank you. Thank you. This is going to be so good. (laughs) John, I'm looking forward to seeing what she can do with you, man. Well, but people check out Fairy Get Mother because this is – it's real. And uh, it's something that touched my life bigger than than life right now. So It's not going away. John, thanks for being a – kilt wearing terrorist. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah, and can someone give him a cellophane wrapper, please? Yeah. <laughs> and if you have any gluten-free needs, uh, glutenfreethings.com. <laughs> I like it. All right. We'll be back. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Rocker Spirits. It's a distillery. It's a place to hang. It's about quality. It's about taste. It's about passion. Infused with American spirit. Rocker whiskey, rocker rum, rocker vodka. Get ready for an original look, feel, and experience. Old Town Littleton. And have you ever had pizza from a thousand degree oven? Great pizza from Sprezzatura. Open Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Rockerspirits.com. Rockerspirits.com. Do you have the goods? If you're looking for a neighborhood restaurant that features gluten-free menu items, stop by The Goods. Whether you're a vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or even a meat lover, they've got something for everyone. Do you love a great sandwich? How about wood oven roasted vegetables on multigrain bread with rosemary mayo and olives? Vegan and certified gluten-free. Or for the meat lover, try one of their most popular menu items. The Paleo Bowl. With house-smoked pork, wood-oven roasted veggies, two sunny-side-up eggs, and Indonesian sambal sauce. It's delicious. As a friendly neighborhood restaurant featuring dinner, brunch, and full bar with two happy hours daily, they truly care about you, the customer, and desire to provide an extraordinary dining experience for everyone. They're family and children-friendly, and even have a playroom for the little ones. The Goods, a friendly neighborhood restaurant offering a wide menu of gluten-free and vegan options. And they don't forget about meat lovers with a staff that really cares. On East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Hungry? TheGoodsRestaurant.com Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a, is a chair and a, and a cooler beer. Here's your booze news. Okay, back at it, the Modern Eater Show, coming down the home stretch right here. This is so much fun because uh, barbecue was kind of the name of the game tonight. And uh, Chef Jason Morris and 5280 Culinary, as uh, we continue with Greg Hollenbach, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman, we're going to introduce these folks to the show. And um, i got to tell you, Boggy's Draw Brewery, it, Man, it just went so well with barbecue. But, that, you know, that's not what they intentionally do. But let's welcome them to the show. It's Dennis Huspini, uh, Hospini, I, I want to say, and Jason Hagen. Uh, first of all, welcome, guys. Thanks so much for coming. Appreciate you having show. us. Yeah, hey, Thank you. Cool. Uh, so I, I mentioned, what was the beer that we were drinking downstairs that was uh, smoky? It, it's called uh, Smoke in the Mountain. It's a uh, German Rausch beer. We use about 20% smoked malt. Uh, we did it, first time we did it was about a year ago. We did a pig roast. It outsold any other beer we had two to one until we ran out. Um, it's a phenomenal beer. It's my personal favorite beer on the menu right now. It's like a daily drinker. I got to oh, tell yeah. you, you could do that. And so as I'm dr- eating delicious smoked barbecue and then I have yours, it's like I'm, it's so complimentary. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I like taste, tasting that beer first, tasting the barbecue, and then tasting the beer again, and the flavors of the barbecue and the beer just explode, and it's just it's a whole new experience. Fellas, um, Jason, thank you so much. Um, tell us where your tap room is. Uh, tap room is at uh, 3535 South Platte River Drive in Sheridan. 
I love how he had to look at his phone. And one of the cross streets. That's probably why. Uh, it's like, uh, you know the Conoco? Uh, just take a left there. It's and it's left of uh, farmer's, uh, <laughs> Farmer Don's uh, old dog. Uh, no, we're at, uh, uh, it's called River Point Shopping Center. It's at uh, uh, Santa Fe and Hampton, or 285 and 85. Uh, we're in the southwest corner. We're between a uh, Steak and Shake and a Regal movie theater. Um, we have uh, 16 beers on tap. Um, great little place. Uh, we'd love to see anybody and everybody there. Any food in there, Jason? Um, we usually get uh, food trucks, and sometimes we'll uh, uh, provide our own food. We've got a, a catering company behind us, uh, Strawberry Catering, that they're wonderful people. They let us use their kitchen, and uh, we'll uh, cook up something and uh, serve it you know, once or twice a month. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun time. Hey, hey, Jason, Jay Parker here. Uh, before we run out of time, I want you to tell us a little bit about South in Your Mouth, uh, an event happening at Locavore a week from today and how people can get tickets and come out and try your delicious beer. Um, yeah, uh, so South in the Mouth, is uh, it's a beer fest. Where there's uh, about 10 breweries here that, uh, uh, you know, everybody looks at Colorado and says, you know, God, Colorado has great, great beers. Uh, but they all focus on, oh, it's, it's in Denver. Love Denver beers, love Boulder beers, love Colorado beers, period. But we're the South guys. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to bring people south and say, hey, there's some, you know, really great beers down south. So, uh, you know, Locavore, like you had mentioned, is uh, hosting it. We've got uh, uh, Living the Dream, Grist Brewing, uh, Pikes Peak, Resolute, Dead Hippie, uh, of course, Boggy Draw, 105 West, and uh, Blue Spruce. Uh, we're each bringing a, a beer that's uh, going to be something you probably won't find. And uh, what are you guys bringing? Uh, it's called uh, Gangster of Love. It's a space cowboy aged in a vapor distillery gin barrel. And currently, we are uh, some of just us pouring it right now. It's so good. Yes, it's, it is so good. It the is, taste and the flavors. It's uh, uh, delicious. That's my sister calling. I'm. Oh, yeah. yes. She wants a beer. From- hey, well, here's a question for you, Jason, real yeah. quick. How many microbrews? You know, last time I checked, there was 140 microbrews. Now, how, how many? I mean, we, we've we've gone by like four months. I got to believe there's like 480 now. How many are there? Do you know? Last, last time I checked, uh, we're actually in the entire state of Colorado. I think it's right around 325 plus. Wow. Wait, hold on. What happened, Jay? One just opened up. One just opened up. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis, Boggy Draw, where'd the name come from? Well, um, uh, I grew up, uh, we all grew up hunting together and homebrewing together in the early 90s. We met at Sea uh, Boulder, and um, um, it, the the name Boggy Draw is actually the hunting area where we go visit every year. It's down uh, in near Dolores in southwest uh, Colorado. So uh, when Beef uh, finally got the means to uh, Beef, and I mean David Mira, the owner, we all call him Beef, which... It was, would have been great if he could have been here today with the barbecue and the beer. Uh, but he wanted a, um, a brewery to reflect, um, you know, what, what his tastes and what his friends' tastes are. So it's kind of in the style of, of um, the hunting area. And we've got, you know, trophies on the wall and everybody wears the orange shirts. And, you know, um, it's just a real uh, a lot of wood everywhere. He made the bar himself. Um, he used to be a construction guy. So speaking of living the dream, he's living I'm it. I'm all for that, man. I mean... Listen, take your branding, pull it into everything that you believe in, what you're networking, where you source your ingredients for your beer. Uh, it just all makes sense. And with Boggy Dry, I, listen, the aftermath is delicious beer. How do you go wrong, fellas? You don't. 
Uh, you guys will be pouring at Micro Brew Fest this year, and I think that that'll be uh, so. It's a no-brainer. Well, they're good hometown. It's a bunch of local boys, yes, man. I'll I tell you, that's it. what the coolest thing about these guys is. I, I knew people from their group before I knew them, yeah. and and they're and then totally. when when they came on tonight, I saw it, and I'm like, wait a second, I know you guys, <laughs> and uh, you know what? Just a great hometown story. Thank you, boys. Thank you. I Thank appreciate you. it. Appreciate it. Uh, these guys right here, uh, Boggy Draw Brewery. It's uh, Dennis Husbenny uh, and Jason Hagen. I'm sorry. I- killed that chef chris starkis urban farmer chef jason morris 5280 culinary chef uh jp kraus president of the uh cca little rich schneider Car- carly smith the fairy gut mother kyle moyer thanks and uh john urban